Well, Ulysses, some new individuals will be joining Cooperstown, going into the Hall of Fame. That's right. Three players get voted in, but maybe no Tampa love this time. Let's talk about it right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on all the other traditional podcasting platforms, as well as social media X and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And we love the mailbag questions, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. In fact, we have a mailbag episode planned for this Friday. So hope you all can tune into that. Um, somewhat Rays related, but definitely baseball related. The Hall of Fame, the BBWAA or BWAA, I can never get it right. Um, the ballots were revealed last night on MLB Network, and we have a trio of players going into the hall, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. Adrian Beltre got 95.1% of the vote, Todd Helton 79.7% of the vote, and Joe Maurer 76.1% of the vote. And we will get to this topic as well. Uh, Gary Sheffield, Tampa born and bred, uh, fell short of the necessary 75%, garnering just 63.9%. So he'll have to await the Contemporary Eras Committee's uh, decision on him a year or two from now, whenever that exact time frame is. But Ulysses, is this about what you expected? Uh a trio of members and in those types of names that would get uh, voted in uh, for 2024. I thought one more guy had a chance and he was really close. Billy Wagner. He yeah. had 284 votes. That's five votes short. Todd held um, Joe Mauer gets in with four votes plus. So it was, it was close for both of them for Joe Mauer to get in and Billy Wagner uh, to, to be left out. Now, Billy only has one more year on the ballot, I believe. Once you're at 73.8, um, you better be getting in. You better be getting in that next year. And yeah. we've talked about it before. He is certainly deserving. He has the career, he has the track record. He also has the unique qualities of being a lefty closer and being listed at five foot 10. Uh, he's probably closer to five, eight, five, nine and being a <laughs> hundred mile per hour. Uh, flamethrower i mean yeah one of very few closers to accumulate 400 plus saves and um just look out look at his uh strikeouts per nine inning i mean yeah. i think everything tracks i know he's gotten knocked or dinged for uh the lack of postseason experience and or bad so strong showings yeah. in the postseason but uh when you say billy wagner i say yeah you should probably be in cooperstown I, I think with – I was thinking about this yesterday. I, I know this pitcher that I'm going to name is very successful in the playoffs, but 
he has that underrated quality about him that because he's in a good team, people don't talk about him. And uh, he's been surrounded by stars, so they don't talk about him. But he does his job, and he does his job better than anybody, at least in the playoffs. In the regular season, he's still pretty good. Um, Ryan Presley seems to me like a Billy Wagner type, just quietly going about his business, collecting all of these stats. And I think by the time all is said and done, like, yeah, Kirk Kimbrell is the shiny object, and and, and, and right. maybe uh, – uh, Kenley Jansen is another shiny object. Josh Hader, <laughs> Ryan Presley might be the Billy Wagner. Uh, you know, when he had, when he was going, he had Mariano and Trevor Hoffman to, to compete with. And maybe Billy, Billy was always, always getting the, the third vote out of those three guys. I think Presley might, might be that guy. Yeah. I would say just looking at his stats right now, the thing that would hurt or seem to hurt Presley is, uh, just 108 saves in his career ERA being 3.25, while Billy Wagner had 422 career saves in 2.31 ERA. But I think your point is correct of um, underrated in that right. era in comparison to other guys. So um, I would strongly suggest that uh, he gets in next year. Just um, looking at some of the the numbers for him, uh, he is one of only eight major league relief pitchers to accumulate at least 400 career saves. His 11.9 strikeouts per nine innings pitched is the second highest of any major league pitcher with at least 800 innings pitched. Uh, Seven-time All-Star Relief Award, finished top 10 in saves in the National League 10 times. Uh, He's in the top 10 in games finished. Did that nine times. I mean, the the list goes on and on with the uh, accolades there for him now kind of to, to flip this question around or or to add a, a little wrinkle to it so and we've done episodes previously of you know say we had a a ballot who would we vote for who would we give our eight nine ten selections for don't want to necessarily go through all that but i'll just frame it like this if you could only vote for three players for this year's ballot, for the 2024 ballot, would it have been Beltre, Helton, or Mauer, or would it have been some other combination thereof, be it Beltre, Wagner, Sheffield, Beltre, Abreu, Sheffield? How would you have, what, what direction would you have gone if you were uh, given the golden pin that uh, Mark Topkin and John Romano and others have? Um. I like the hypothetical question. I, I would never be one person to just vote for three, four, five people. I, I would never be that person. Uh, Cause when you look at this ballot, like there's just so it's much. A, talent. It's yeah, it's a stacked ballot. I mean, maybe more, more so stacked than other iterations where, I mean, there's been a year recently where nobody got in by the writers and then a lot of years where it's just one guy or two guys. Yeah. And you know, that's that no, there hasn't been a year ever where more than three players get voted in. So we were at the cusp this this year. I think I think the the, the guys that got uh, in were, were fine. If I want to be picky, I would probably just get Abreu in there, uh, probably for Beltre, because I know Beltre is going to get in, regardless of my vote. Like, he had 95%. So what is 
Yeah. Really mean if I get to put Abreu on the ballot. So something like that I would have done. Uh, but no, I, I think these three guys, I mean, Adrian Belcher was a shoe in since, uh, you know, you could say since the last day he retired, but uh, you could also say since the names were going to come out last year, like, Oh, Adrian Belcher is going to be on the ballot next year. Right. He, he's going to get in. So like, it was never a doubt on, on Beltre. Now, Helton and Maurer, those are very different things because Helton is fighting the course field effect. And then, uh, Maurer is fighting the did he have a long enough career as a catcher right with accolades that you know give way to his more than maybe mediocre maybe a little bit above average as a first base dh guy because really as a first base dh guy like the you know, he was hurt and and right. he was older and <laughs> he had already taken a beating as a catcher. So he wasn't a a batting champ. He wasn't putting 800 OPS uh, uh, numbers anymore. I think as a first baseman DH, he was like a 770, 780 guy, which is not bad at all. But it's not, you know, it it, it doesn't give you Hall of Fame vibes. So right. that, those two guys were fighting that. But I'm, I'm glad to see them both in because in, in my book, both Todd Helton and Joe Maurer deserve to be Hall of Fame guys. Yeah, for sure. And you're right about um, those two cases where years and years, I mean, it's still whoever plays in a Rockies uniform is going to have to battle that no matter the type of career they put up, the stigma of playing in course Field. And to some extent, it tracks. If you look at Todd Helton's home numbers versus away numbers, they are noticeably better at Coors Field, where, I mean, I guess for, for most players, you're going to do better at home than away, but it is a, a marked increase from wherever else he played on the road in his career. And Joe Maurer, it was, is that handful or slightly more than a handful of years of greatness as a catcher outweigh, is that enough? Is that, that um, you know, half dozen, what, whatever that um, mark of you were, amazing 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 one of the best players in baseball for a um contained number of years versus you know putting up the counting stats for a dozen years or so and i think we have to look at it on a case-by-case basis like catchers in the position and the toll that it takes on uh, each of those respective individuals just like relievers we can't just look at billy wagner's warrants oh he's not up to 5060 war because you know he's a reliever so we have to look at we have to look at things differently and and there is some um some fun and research that you have to put into it to make uh, uh, a strong case strong decision for each of them um we have more to discuss but first we have to tell you something very important and that is this the nfl regular season is wrapping up well it has wrapped up Uh, But there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel. They are America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so, so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, bets in their new explore tab and you can also make a parlay in the parlay hub which is a really cool 
way to find popular parlays. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that you can dive into with FanDuel. So go ahead, take advantage. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I'll repeat it again. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Ulysses, before Tuesday, would you have banked, would you have put green Skittles on Gary Sheffield getting voted into the hall by the writers? No, I would not have put green Skittles. I would have wanted him go in. I think he deserves to be in. I think when I look back at my childhood and, and name the most uh, feared hitters, uh, it was Gary Sheffield. Like he makes he makes that list. Like he will bump anybody off that list. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're just the the imposing nature of his stance, which is a very particular stance. Which that shouldn't get you in the hall. Just to, oh, he has a particular stance. Uh, let's get him in the hall. Like no, that's not what I'm saying. But it is a museum. It it it, it tracks. You know what the story is about the sport. I don't. Can you really tell? You know, if you're talking about batting stances, like how are you not going to name Gary Sheffield if you're talking about ball in the last thirty something years? Like, yeah, it's one of the most way. iconic and recognizable stances. I think every kid that was a baseball fan during that time frame that also grew up playing baseball, you would mock his stance. You yes. would try to replicate, of course, that waggle. It was I, it was so recognizable, and it was a part of what made the game unique and fun. Just those guys that are different, that are quirky, that have something that you can remember them by. Yeah, no, so so no, no green skittles because I I thought you know I'll always if you guys are uh, tracking it with uh, on on Twitter, I forget Mr. Tibbs, I think is his name. Yeah, Mr. Who tracks Tibbs it? The guy who uh, he's the. Um, I, I can't think of the he's like the watchdog of all the yeah. uh, Hall of Fame voters. Yeah, of all the ballots and tracks that public in, publicly listed ballots. And he does a great job with them. And so if you track that with him, um, you know that out of you know, the percentage that the players are going to get, they usually get bumped down a good three to five percent uh, from the public uh, announced ballots. So, yeah, he was right at the at the cusp. Like, I think he was at 74%. So there's no way he could go up from that. So, no, no green Skittles. But I I was surprised um, that only, let me see. No, actually, no, I was not surprised about that because all of them had him. But I was surprised that, you know, when you look at the ballot and the, and the percentage wise, like I have it here in front of me. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, eight people that were first and done. And all of them received about six, five, four votes, three votes, even one vote. Brandon Phillips received one vote. Yeah. Jose Reyes and James Shields, zero votes. How do you feel about that? If you were a Tampa Bay writer and you have plenty of room in your ballot, Say you voted for six players. Say you voted for four players. And you covered James Shields, Kevin. 
And you know what James Shields did for the community, not only with his uh, big game Shields um, um, charity, uh, but what he did for the team when he needed to be a veteran and how he basically is known as in, I know Scott Casimir was first the, before him, but who really stepped up to be like the first leader of the clubhouse and how this is how we're going to be about it in the rotation. And that still is felt to this day. Would you have given a vote to James Shields? Uh, probably not because I, I just look at it as does this guy deserve to be in the hall of fame? Not a, I don't want to say sympathy vote or a vote for, all the great things you did in Tampa Bay and elsewhere and, and being such a, a great and stable force for the organization. But uh, you're just not just personally, you're, you're just not to that caliber. I just wouldn't throw you a bone like that necessarily. Um, it, it, to me, it almost kind of works. I, however you want to think about it, but the people that don't vote for Adrian Beltre, like I know that, the idea is, oh, well, everybody else is going to vote for him or mostly everybody else is going to vote for him. But what he did in his career over that length of time, he he earned your damn vote. Give him <laughs> give him a check mark. So I know there's this game of, uh, you know, nobody has gone in the hall unanimously, not even Derek Jeter, maybe Ichiro's that guy that'll cross that threshold next year. But uh, my point is, Adrian Beltre is a hundred percent a Hall of Famer. He should get a hundred percent of the vote. That yeah. So I I just wouldn't I just wouldn't give James Shields a vote in that case or that instance. Um, and that was the case among the the local writers that had votes. Eduardo Encina he voted for Beltre, Helton, Jones, Mauer, Sheffield, Wagner. Uh, Romano voted for Beltre, Beltron, Helton, Mauer, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Gary Sheffield, and Chase Utley. And then Mark Topkin going with the small hall approach, voting for Beltre, Maurer, Sheffield, and Wagner. So he kind of went right down the line of of how it all tracked with uh, the rest of the voters as far as the percentages go. But um, yeah. yeah, like I mean, I grew up a a huge fan of of Brandon Phillips, watching games every night. But he's just not to that point. He's just not a Hall of Famer. Just like you know, that's why. Well, did Carl Crawford hit the ballot already? I, I think so, he, right? He must have. And it, we didn't even, I don't even remember or recall if we had like a. I think last year. I think okay. last year he was, he was dropped off. Yeah. Um, look. And I would say Carl Crawford had a larger, well, I guess it's all perspective, but more memorable to the Rays organization. Oh, that's a great James poll. Fields. That's a great poll. I'd, I would love to see the results on that. Because yeah. going to the Red Sox, I think, did diminish a little bit of the love for for Carl in, in Tampa. Like, that, you know, time yeah. heals all wounds, but I think that's still there. Uh, to the James Shields, uh, is it pandering if you vote for him? Is it the right thing to do as a tip of the cap? I, I agree with you. I, I don't think you can just... Look, being on the... This is what um is is such a tricky thing about the hall of fame um ballot being on the ballot is an amazing accomplishment not everybody makes it to the ballot 
Like that's right. number one. That so like, alone that, should that be alone. something that you you frame that that ballot. You print it out and put it on a hey on, uh, in, I, in your office somewhere. I made it on the Hall of Fame ballot. Like that's such a <laughs> I like Shields is next to all of these names: Beltre, Helton, Mauer. Like that's that's an amazing feat of itself. So I do think it's. You know, I saw it on 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 X. Uh, people just going like, "Oh, you know, you needed to. How how dare they not vote for James Shields?" Like, because I think ultimately, I understand the tip of the cap. I understand that. Hey, you did a lot for our community. Here you go. But I, I feel like you're diminishing what the Hall of Fame ballot is if you're now just like using votes to pander. Because yeah. if you're using votes to pander then you you don't deserve to say oh i i don't vote for that guy because yeah. of small philo- small hall philosophy or i don't vote for that guy because well he didn't really do enough well so you're using a vote to pander then so yeah. that doesn't track so i am okay with 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 um like frankly guys. i would i would be really upset if topkin or romano or encina had a check mark next to uh, James Shields, but they didn't have one next to Bobby Abreu or Billy Wagner. Yes. Like, what are we doing here? At what this are we point, doing? you should t- take your uh, Hall of Fame voting card and throw it in the trash because then yeah. you're you're making a mockery of it. Right? You're making a mockery of it. Exactly. So I understand people that wanted James Shields to, to, to get a vote just as a tip of the cap, but people, being yeah. on the ballot is already an amazing tip of the cap. Like, it's... it's, it's Unless incredible. you can measure off the field war where he would need like another 30 or 40 of that because a, a career fo- look, he had a really Integrity good, clause. solid, impressive career. Hall of Fame worthy? No. no. Hall of very good worthy? Nah. Like, eh, no. Eh, yeah. Eh, yeah. Just being on the ballot alone, I think, um, isn't a, is, you know, something that you should cherish and, and, um, and be proud of. But, you know, I'm not about just throwing votes because you like the guy and he yeah. did a lot for for the the organization the that yeah. you covered or he was nice to you in an interview. Exactly. Because then the, exactly it makes a mockery of it and, and it makes it personal, subjective, not rather than like a little bit it's always going to be subjective, but it's a yep. little bit more serious if you don't put those things into in in the in the pot. Now you look you look at um Encina's ballot, Romano's ballot, and Topkins. Topkin has said he has switched to a small hall philosophy, which is fine. Like everybody can, yeah. you know, obviously has their own way. But I I don't understand the discrepancy then because Topper says he has changed to a small hall philosophy. But then why did he vote for Scott Rowland last year? Um, and I know that you well, can't answer be that because you're not Mark Topkin. But I, I guess his idea was he he legitimately believe that Scott Rowland was a Hall of Famer. I, I, I don't recall what how many people he voted for last year. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I think his idea is small hall. I'm only going to vote for two, three, four players. I'm not going to vote for eight or nine. Like you see right, that. but in, in, in that ballot, you know, I, again, don't have what he voted for in 2023. But it just seems like even Rowland – uh scott Rowland uh, aficionados and, and people that were pushing for 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 scott to get into the hall of fame i if you pull all those people i don't think they would be considered small hall uh 
uh, yeah. voters. Like I think they would they, they would be more more likely to be big or medium haul uh, people. So like that that just didn't track when he was writing that to me. I, I, like you know, if you're a small hall guy, Scott Rowland doesn't really track to be a small hall guy. Like small hall is like. It's like Adrian Beltre, and that's all you're voting for that year. Exactly. That's like really, really small hall. I guess it depends on your definition of small hall. And talk about some sleuthing or great Googling that I did in the last minute. Uh, I did find his ballot from 2023. Uh, okay. He checkmarked or X'd Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Those were his three. See, that's that just seems odd to me. Yeah. But you know, okay. But that that just rang a little bit. Small Hall and Scott Rowland makes your list, really? Right. Hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all perspective, I guess. At the end of the day, and his ballot. Going back to the point about um, James Shields, like it would look really wonky if he threw an X next yeah. to Bronson Arroyo because he, uh, you know, went to Hernando High School. Like, at, we just at some point have to look at it realistically and, and um, oh did was carl crawford on that list did, can you see it or no uh, i did not see him on that list no Maybe. and i don't I think, think i don't recall um i don't recall uh topkin voting for him i don't either i don't either so i mean again i think it's more pandering i think i understand where people are coming from where like it would be nice for them to get a vote but just being on the ballot again is like you know, a great, great honor. And a guy does that, but he doesn't vote for Fred McGriff. Like whoever's the version of James Shields for that respective baseball market, you vote for him, but not a Fred McGriff. Like yeah. at that point, it's just insanity. That's what you save the team Hall of Fame for. And the, you know, the team ticker tape parade, first pitch of the game on opening day, or there, there's a time and a place to recognize James Shields yeah. and it's in Tropicana field or at Charlotte sports park, not in Cooperstown yeah. frankly. or not even a vote. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, no, uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I, I am not, um, you know, like upset about the Encina Romano or Topkin ballots. Like I understand where the, all, all of them are coming from. I, it does seem kind of funky to me that uh, Romano Really, I mean, Manny Ramirez and Alex, like he doesn't care about He's going to the, steroids, steroid allegations. He 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 doesn't care. Then you know, if you don't care about that, how does Andy Pettit not make your ballot then? Yeah. Um, I I would have to see. Did he vote for Andy Pettit uh, previously or no, not previously? No, he hasn't. No. Oh, so okay. I, I would like to I would like to understand that. But no, I think I think. Out of all of the ba- the publicly ab- uh, available ballots, these were not the worst. Yeah, yeah. I, if we got to, I, I would like to see the worst. I'm sure there's some doozies out there. I've not followed it that closely, but when I looked at these, the local guys, it was like, okay, I you I can track where it. Coming from. Yeah, it's not anything yeah. that's incredibly egregious or like, what the hell are you doing voting for this guy versus not that guy whatever it may be yeah no. um top can go in small hall and saying beltray mauer sheffield wagner completely yeah. okay with that and if you don't care about steroids romano's ballot is fine and then and cena just says i don't want uh st- steroid users 
uh, if it's proven. And uh, I just like kind of a small haul too. Which is fine. Like I just ask yeah. that you be consistent with it. Whatever right. your that's it. Yes. Whatever your rule or rules are, that um, it's yeah. You kind be of be like an umpire in the scene, and you don't cross it. Be like an umpire, like a strike zone. Like, is yeah. that going to be a strike the whole nine innings? Right. Yeah. We understand. Um, so, yeah, no, I, th I think it's fine. Now, from people that are watching on YouTube who are hitting that like button and who are hitting the subscribe button, uh, leave it in the comments. Do you think it's pandering to vote for James Shields on the ballot? Or do you think it's the right thing to do to tip the cap to a guy who was great for your team? Um, I want to hear if you guys agree with us, disagree with us. Leave it in the comments. Yeah. And uh, also want to hear if you believe uh, Gary Sheffield should be in the Hall of Fame. I think eventually he will get in by the Contemporary Era Committee, but that doesn't quite have the same light or luster as the the writer's version of it. I mean, first of all, you have to wait a little bit longer, but it almost seems like the it's still a great accomplishment, but the um contemporary era thing almost seems like an afterthought like with fred mcgriff you don't get all the the pomp and circumstance with what we had yesterday and this morning and you know there has been uh, a lot of controversy surrounding gary sheffield over the years between yeah. uh, arrest and legal entanglements and um the the allegations to uh performance enhancers and um i know that you know he was a very strong personality and probably rubbed uh not just players coaches umpires but some writers the wrong way and, and that probably sure that's, yeah, yeah that's and, why he has what what was it uh 63.9 percent and not 75 percent i'm 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 sure yeah that someone's sensibilities got the best of them and said you know what i remember when he talk back i remember when he didn't interview uh he didn't do an interview yeah. for me yeah but again like you're not you're going to detract gary sheffield but not elevate a guy like fred mcgriff or others because of that a character clause it's like you know there's it's it's uh some wonky business sometimes but yeah obviously 22 year career that sheffield had uh 509 homers scored 1636 runs drove in 1676 Nine-time All-Star, finished top 10 in MVP voting six times. Very impressive. So uh, I would be upset if, uh, you know, Topkin had voted for James Shields and not Gary Sheffield or something right. of that ilk. Um, all right. Let's hear what you have to say in the comments. Looking forward to hearing that. In the meantime, hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you on Friday.